the B2B Messaging Podcast by Winter. Welcome back to B2B Messaging Podcast. Today I have Alex Verdon, Director of Product Marketing at Metadata. Alex, thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, excited to be here. Wanted to jump in and get started, get to know you a little bit. How did you end up in product marketing? Why did you choose that path? I've been in marketing for around 10 years now, and I actually started in demand generation and revenue marketing. So running webinars, events, email campaigns, all of that kind of stuff. And about six-ish years ago, I started to feel like my my talents were probably best used in a different part of marketing. So I started exploring, you know, marketing ops, brand marketing, content marketing, all the different things. And I eventually found out that product marketing really aligned with a lot of things I enjoyed and what I was good at. So I was lucky enough at a company called Everfy to get into the the product marketing team and start running product marketing initiatives for an enterprise portfolio. And I've never looked back since. So I've been product marketing for six and a half years. And normally I've always been a team of one or a team of few. So no day is exactly the same. How is messaging currently being done at Metadata? We take a really holistic approach to our messaging. We do an active listen of the market. We hear a lot of feedback from our sales and CS teams. We're reviewing gong calls constantly, looking at the product roadmap to see what's ahead and how it's going to shape our messaging. We have one large messaging document, our narrative, that we review on a quarterly basis just to make sure it's fresh. It's really that 2,000-foot view of our position in the market, our value statements, how our features align to those values. But then we're constantly looking at our website. We're constantly looking at the new content we're putting out and making small tweaks along the way. So it really is an external kind of exercise listening to the market and then an internal exercise of figuring out how we realign some things to our value proposition and make sure that we're always being true to the actual value of metadata and not trying to put fluff out there and then have a customer come in and be like, wait, well, hold on, you said this. And then I'm seeing, you know, something different. Who comes up with the key messages that you want sent out to the market? A lot of the marketing and branding initiate with me in product marketing, but then we pressure test it against what customers are saying. We have a cab, we have a community, the demand community. So we'll put things out there to kind of tweak along the way, but it definitely messaging originates with product marketing brand with the support of, you know, kind of the entire team, including our, our founder, Gail. Who else is it then that takes the messaging and turns it into website copy? You know, it's a small marketing team here at Metadata, so we wear a lot of hats. So I will normally write website pages and work with our head of demand, Jen, and a couple key folks across the team to kind of get the messaging just right and the visuals. You'll notice on our site, we rely a little bit on copy and a lot on visuals to really showcase what we're talking about or the themes or the value. So working across teams to kind of get that right. It's a collaborative effort for sure. But from those original messaging documents that I referred to earlier, a lot of content generates from that. How do you know that your messaging is working? What other methods of validation do you use to to measure that? We look at things across the website like conversion rates or how you know, emails, ads are performing. I work very closely with demand generation to take some of the content that we put out and 
we repurpose it in ads. How are those performing? Are we A-B testing to see if one message is resonating more than the other? But the, the lucky thing about working at Metadata is we're marketing to marketers and marketers are always very open about their feedback and, you know, what they are seeing in the platform and what could be better. So we're really lucky that we kind of get a ton of different inputs and it's on product marketing and then the larger go-to-market team to distill that and really clarify the messaging and then re-put it out there for folks to kind of take a look at and, and piece apart. We at Metadata, we're lucky we don't shy away from, you know, controversial statements or somebody saying, you know, hey, this isn't exactly right, or this could be better. We love that kind of stuff. Are there any specific metrics that you use to measure the validation, the effectiveness? Sure. There's some traditional stuff, like if we're putting up a new web page with branding, what are the conversion rates look like? How is SEO trending? You know, we're putting out content pieces. What does that look like from a, a data perspective? And are we kind of meeting our goals when it comes to the marketing team? and our commitment to demo requests, leads, and pipelines. So really, we take a a pretty data-driven approach, I would say, to content with the flexibility to say we want to try new things, we want to experiment with maybe a more playful content that might not see true data-driven ROI, but still catches the attention of marketers. We put out, I'll give a good example, we put out an oh shit video that was using I'm not sure if you saw it, but it's it was using a whole bunch of gong clips around when people, prospects, realized that our platform could do something for them. And, you know, it's a video. Of course, we can see some metrics on it. Of course, we were using it in ads, but really just the impression from the market of, wow, this is so cool. This is a new way of doing things was kind of a win in itself. So trying to stand out in the B2B MarTech space is difficult. So sometimes it's just a little, can we break through and get a new new position with our content that makes us stand out in the market, whether it's, you know, data driven or just kind of fun and and catches fire with some B2B marketers. What are the ongoing activities, if any of them, that you use to improve and optimize your messaging? Ongoing activities is definitely getting in front of customers and prospects. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than clarifying messaging through talking to the external groups that we're really connected with. So I would say our content is constantly being tweaked. And as we get new tools or we get new features rolling out, we're constantly thinking, hey, does this change the value of metadata? And are we navel gazing by saying it changes the value of of metadata? Let's go ask somebody or let's go have a meeting with our cab or a town hall where we talk through this and really see if it's adding value or are we just perceiving it, which when we've said, hey, this is adding value, but it maybe it hasn't moved the needle with our core group of customers, the community or prospects, it's been a miss with messaging and it's caused maybe confusion or just people kind of to gloss over and, and kind of tune us out a little bit. How often do you make updates or changes to your messaging, your positioning? Definitely for larger like our narrative and our story, we do we refresh that quarterly, keeping an eye on it. If there's something, you know, mid-quarter that's going to come out that will change things. The website, we're constantly reviewing. Right now, we're doing a refresh across all of our product pages to put in things that are more visual, like a Nevada clickable demo, more product visuals and things like that to tell the story better. And then, you know, slides or something, our sales and CS team, 
constantly kind of iterating on that. You know, if somebody in, in customer success had a really great call and they're like, hey, I optimized the the way I'm approaching it this way. I'm like, hey, let's take that back and really like flesh it out and see if it's something we should bring to a larger team. So I would say some things are ongoing and then some things like the larger, slower moving kind of content areas are definitely quarterly. Nothing, we don't look at things and say, oh, this hasn't been refreshed in a year. Maybe we should get back to it. We're trying to stay on top of just making sure that that our content's fresh and, and it's accurate to what we do. This one is a little bit more personal to you. Is there a specific company or product or a launch that you had the most fun working on the messaging? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. You know, we just did a new pricing launch that was really fun to work on. Maybe not from a a like go live perspective, but it was really fun to optimize our pricing and at the same time flesh out value for the new way we were going to market with how you purchase metadata. And it was so fun because I got to talk to a lot of different people from churned customers that kind of were giving it to me straight to current customers that loved us, some that were, you know, maybe not seeing the value, uh, prospects, and then internal teams. So that was fun just from like uh, getting to talk to everybody and kind of being a social butterfly, which is, I think, a lot of product marketers like that. And then I'd say from a launch perspective, when I was at EverFi, which is an ed tech company, I manage the enterprise kind of group for products, and we would work with companies like the NFL, MLB. And one of the last things I worked on was with the ADL on some anti-Semitism education. And that was really meaningful and fun to work on something that would make an impact to kids and their parents around a, a pretty sad topic in this country. So that was that was really exciting. To become great at crafting messaging, what do you think is necessary? You know, I would say the number one thing is to not have an ego when it comes to content creation, to be open-minded to a suggestion, alternate viewpoints, taking another look at things. I've been in some copy editing and writing situations where someone is so held on to what they've written or it's their baby. And that just doesn't work when you're trying to move fast in a startup environment or marketing to marketers. So I would say let go of, you know, ego or the want to hold on to content and realize content's like, you know, a slow moving river or something that you're constantly going to be tapping back into. And then stay curious, be absorbing content from everybody, from folks that are doing it great to folks that maybe could be doing it better. And just, you start to kind of see what's working, what's not, what inspires you. And, you know, practice writing, like I write all the time, everything from product briefs to content briefs to web pages, moving that muscle and making sure you're exercising your creativity is super, super important. Talking about continually exercising your creativity from your early days to today, what do you focus on to learn about marketing, to improve your knowledge and where do you go to learn it? I am a very avid reader. I love to spend time on LinkedIn, kind of scrolling and seeing, you know, different influencers or even up and coming creators, what they're posting about. There's a ton of just interesting ideas out there. Uh, Yeah, of course, you can get caught in the echo chamber sometimes on LinkedIn, but there's a lot of great content. 
I read a lot of HBR. I read books, listen to podcasts. I'm kind of all over the place. I get inspired by B2C stuff too. Just some things that companies are doing that are so creative. I'm like, wow, if we could do this in B2B or figure out maybe a more creative way of saying things. So I kind of act like a sponge, I guess, and just take it all in. I think you can find inspiration in almost anything. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being on today. Again, this has been Alex Verdon, Director of Product Marketing at Metadata. Do you have any parting words of wisdom, any tips that have helped you throughout your career? Sure. I would say stay curious. And something I like to do as a product marketer is to ask what else. And I don't mean that by like taking on new work, because as marketers, I know we're probably all pretty burnt out right now. But saying what else to think about? What am I not thinking about? Is there another angle to this? Is there a more creative way of doing things? Um, That's something that I always think about. And then allow yourself to be a beginner is something that I've had to accept and kind of move through. Marketing is changing so fast. You know, there's already like, can I find a threads expert? No, just allow yourself to be a beginner and test things. And, you know, it'll lead to more creative outcomes, I think. At least it has for me. I love that. I think some great advice. Again, thank you so much for being on today. Of course. This is B2B Messaging Podcast. We'll catch you next time.